Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping events in Colorado. Presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. It's another edition of Mile High Magazine. Hope you're having a good day. My name is Murphy Houston, and we're talking with our good friends from Susan G. Coleman. Big stuff coming up here, and joining us today is uh, Karen Swavert. Say that right, Karen? You got it. I'm just good at that. Uh, Director of Development, and Sylvia Kamau Small, Director of Mission Strategy. Good morning. Welcome, you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Murphy. Glad to have you here. You know, I've been working with Susan G. Coleman for many, many years, and excited about some of the changes. And, Karen, we should talk about the people. What changes? What's going on? Well, there's a lot going on this year, isn't there? Yeah, it's been an exciting year of change. Um, Earlier this spring, we strengthened our reach statewide. Um, We actually merged with Come in Colorado South, our neighboring affiliate in Colorado Springs, and that has enabled us to serve all 64 Colorado counties, and it's helping us to work in a strategic way that we couldn't do before, and the end result being that we are looking to increase revenue and make a much more significant impact on breast cancer and breast health across the state. So, and Sylvia, maybe you can answer this. Is there's only two chapters? Is there just Denver and Colorado Springs? There's it's, nothing like Grand Junction or the Western Slope in any way, shape, or we form? We serve those areas, but we yeah. are united, Komen, Colorado, right. with offices in Denver and Colorado Springs, reaching out statewide. Well, that's a big move. Yeah. I mean, that didn't get a lot of headlines because I'm pretty tuned into that stuff, and I didn't know that until I started reading notes for today. I'm going, wow, when did that happen? Pretty cool. Yeah. But yet things are different at both chapters, even though you've merged. They do things like they still do a, a race for the cure there uh, yeah. on yeah. the south, and we do something different up here. We're yep. going to talk about mm-hmm. that. So what's the advantage of that? What's going on? I mean, does it mean more money for Susan G. Coleman or what? Absolutely. I mean, oh, Coleman, helps... Colorado. It's Coleman, Colorado. <laughs> Coleman, Colorado. See, I've been around a long wide. time, you know, Coleman, <laughs> Susan G. Coleman since day one yes. of Coleman, Colorado. Yeah. I mean, it just helps us um, coordinate our efforts. We were working in different pockets, and now we can work together, collaborate, and just be more efficient for the outreach that we need to do statewide. And do different people run the different chapters? Because I know you drove up in the Springs today, so you're working there, or you work both, or how does um, that go? We work together as a team. Wow, that's... 100% cool. collaboration. That's right. Well, that's a good thing. Is that happening nationwide, then, with Coleman? To some degree, in some states. Right, the changes works, are happening? Yeah, it just works so well for us, the proximity with Denver and Colorado Springs. There's a lot of crossover of supporters in those markets, and it was just a natural fit. Well, that's smart. you got to move ahead, right? That's right. And make some changes. Well, Karen, while we're talking about some of the events, what what fundraising events are happening? Let's talk about that. So we just finished the Race for the Care, which was held in Colorado Springs at the Spectacular Garden of the Gods this past Sunday. What a beautiful and day, beautiful it spot. Was, it, it is oh just gosh. a magical place. We had a record turnout over the past few years. Um We had close to 3,000 participants, supporters, sponsors, uh, volunteers out on um, just really it was a spectacular morning. And um, to date, we've raised through donations close to 125,000. We're continuing to thank you. We're continuing to fundraise through um, October 8th. So those numbers are continuing to grow, and it's very exciting to see. It was a substantial boost this year. Good for you. And we attribute it to this um, 
co- uh, collaboration of of being come in Colorado statewide. So do you think a lot of folks from Denver went down there to be some part do. of that race? Sure, some do. I mean, Garden it'd be worth the, the drive yeah. to go yeah. to the Garden of the Gods? Come yeah. on. It's a it's a great venue to hold an event. Um, so certainly. And then big changes in Denver. You want to talk about that, Karen? Yes, the inaugural More Than Pink Walk. So it's just a brand refresh um, for the Race for the Cure series. And it's a, a really good opportunity to increase our connection with Komen's four pillars of impact. And those pillars include um, research, care, community, and action. And the goal of the More Than Pink Walk is that we are um, we, we are looking to raise money to fund research to provide care for survivors and those living with metastatic breast cancer, saving lives through our work in the community, and probably, premierly, taking action against breast cancer. Well, you guys have been doing that for a long time, and it's made huge, massive discoveries on how to, let's beat the beast, is like I always say. You bet. Yeah, because my wife's a two-time survivor, and I'm a survivor. And not a lot of men get breast cancer. So my trail for Coleman's been, no matter where I work, and I emcee a lot of events, not for Coleman, for a lot of nonprofits, I always ask the people, do you mind if I bring up the fact that men can have breast cancer? And you're stunned at how many they don't know. Men don't know they can have breast cancer. But there's been a couple of fellows, I'll have them do a breast exam right at the event, which gets a big laugh, and they're doing their thing, like they encourage their wives or girlfriends to do. But I've had guys that have found stuff and wow. immediately went to their doctor, and they had it. Yep. They had breast cancer. Yeah, men can get breast cancer, too. And it's it's weird. It's like 1% a year are men, but, you know, we're stupid men, and we don't get ourselves taken care of until it's almost too late. Mm. And it's amazing. But because, in my case, of my work with Coleman mm. and my knowledge you guys put out there— when I found that lump, and it was a weird situation, I was wrestling with my grandson, and he headbutted me in the chest. I went, wow, what was that? Felt something. Two days later, I'm seeing my doctor. Three days later, I'm having biopsies. Seven days later, I was having surgery. Wow. That's incredible. But because of that, I don't know if this is bragging, but it's a fact that I want men to be aware of. Right. I had no chemo. I had no radiation because they got it at stage yes. one. Right. And got that lump out of there. Now, I've been on tamoxifen and some of those mm-hmm. cancer follow-up drugs they put you on for the last five years. And I'm about to be done with that. But it's, and you guys say this all the time at Coleman, it's early diagnosis. Don't, and for men and women, don't mess around. Right. And what my wife has been through twice, it's devastating and heartbreaking. But because of what Coleman has done with funds raised and advanced research, she had one, the first time, 25 years ago, the second time, two years ago. And her oncologist literally was about to release her because she's had biopsies, everything's fine. She said, I think you're done, but let's do one more MRI. And they found it the second time. Wow. And that is a miracle to me. Mm-hmm. But because of the research and the monies you guys have come up with, that what she had to go through the first time compared to the second time was a miracle. Right. Just, I mean... That's hardly hardly affected her. Yeah. The first time I thought the treatment was going to kill her if the cancer didn't kill her. And that's congratulations to you guys. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you, you know, Murphy. That's well, a good it's share. Really, really important well, story. it is, and I like to share that story, yeah. because, especially for the men, because we, we just don't know. Men are shocked when they hear, 
what? I can get breast cancer? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I thought. But by gosh, you can. Yeah. And you know, and, and you know by now, we, we did all the genetic testing, my wife and I. We have four kids. We're worried about them, three of them daughters. No case of that in both of us. I mean, we had no whatever those genes are, right. bracket yeah. genes or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're fine. But yet we both had it. Figure that one out. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Sylvia, I haven't talked yes. to you yet. Let's talk a little bit. Yes, let's. I mean, uh, Karen just mentioned the four pillars of yes, impact and where all the money's going. Talk mm-hmm, about that. Mm-hmm, Tell mm-hmm. us what's happening. Well, we are really excited with um, all of the changes um, that we're experiencing here in Colorado. Um, we are um, having the opportunity to evolve um, how we are delivering on our mission. Um, we are you know, experiencing an opportunity to um, change um, some of what we're doing and really be able to um, address some of the um, local healthcare uh, landscape changes. Um, and we are um, really able to target some of the, the very specific needs um, that some of our communities, and so now we have this uh, expanded reach um, throughout all of the communities in Colorado and we've conducted and we continue to conduct on a regular basis a community health needs assessment um, that, that really targets some of the, the specific gaps and needs. And we have decided to really try and um, be more responsive to the individual needs of our community members um, by focusing on some of the barriers to access to care um, that some of our community members are experiencing. So you were just sharing uh, your story and you it sounds like you had incredible access um, to oh absolutely all of the you know the continuum of care and that is not the case for everyone and that's what we're and, seeing and I saw that too yeah some so, folks struggled to get a, a basic mammogram and going right what yeah what, what's going on exactly this is a problem they need to have mammograms and starting them earlier like my daughters went through that right because what's the typical age they say for a mammogram 40, 40. yeah yes. yeah well they want i wanted them starting in their 30s yeah well was that a battle mm-hmm. but finally came around only because i went through it and my wife twice they said well maybe we ought to be yeah hello right. i mean she's take care of us and you're yeah. seeing that a lot. Yeah. So, you know, there are individuals in our, lots of people in our communities, um, our communities of color, our rural communities that um, they don't have access. Um, you know, it, there's cost barriers, there's transportation barriers, all of that. And so uh, with the funds that we're able to raise with this new model, with this expanded reach to Colorado, um, we are um, able to then try and really um, take those funds, you know, as many funds as we can raise and and be able to um, be re- very responsive and and be able to um, provide access to to individuals who are, you know, having trouble um, accessing that continuum of care. Um, so, for example, we've brought on resource staff member um, to coordinate access of these services um, along the continuum of um, care. Um, Things like access to mammograms, diagnostics, even financial assistance um, to do things like help um, get transportation, help pay for utility bills, even food. Because um, when you're actually undergoing breast cancer treatment, it does um, create extra financial obligations. And, you know, some of those things end up either being... um, having to be foregone or, you know, there's questions about whether treatment can be continued. 
Um, also, we have created a dedicated phone number, and I want to share that with you. It is 303-744-2088. The extension is 401. And that is a number where individuals can call directly to receive support from our resource liaison um, to help identify resources along the continuum of care. Um, we are building more comprehensive resource list so that our resource liaison can offer warm handoffs um, to individuals for services that we know are already out there. There are services for individuals to be able to get access to the mammograms and the diagnostics and even the financial assistance, but sometimes they don't know how to... Exactly. Yeah, to how, access them. How does that happen? Mm-hmm. Is that that same phone number you just yes, gave me? Yes, Well, give it to again, us again. Yeah. Let's repeat it about yes. 100 times. Okay, 303-744-2088, extension 401. Is that man twenty four seven? Is it humans or is it a? It is. A, a, it is our. It's our resource liaison. So there's a person that'll help. actually yes. answer. You're not going to get yes. press one or press two. Right. And they send right. you somewhere, and it's a recorded thing. No, and we want to make sure that um, there are those warm handoffs um, from, you know, the resource liaison who is then able, who has that um, that breadth of of knowledge about the resources that are out there in the community to be able to, you know, hand that individual off to. The entity, the the community partner that we have that can actually then be able to help um, plug that individual. So that's how it works. You take the information, you hand it off to somebody that can handle that particular problem. That person gets involved with the folks that need that help. Right. Well, that's a pretty good system. Yes, we're excited about it. How's that working? Well, we're um, just kicking it off. Um, We are just um, rolling out this new Um, access line, and I'm really excited about it. Give it to us again. Okay, 303 (laughs) Well, it is new. Yeah, it is. And we want to spread the word. Yeah, exactly right. 303-744-2088, extension 401. So this resource liaison, Mm -hmm. is that go hand in hand with, I'm looking at my notes here, the resource uh list? What's the resource list then? Yes. So So that's a list of help? Yes. So we, um, our resource liaison um, has um, some uh, background and education in um, social work and so is working with community partners, creating partnerships, uh, strengthening existing partnerships in the community for organizations like community health centers, hospitals, um, nonprofit organizations that are already doing this work out in the community, but just creating those linkages. um, And also, as we've expanded, um, you know, statewide, um, expanding our understanding and our partnerships of the entities, the organizations, and the the community partners that are doing this work in the community. Um, Also, uh, creating partnerships and collaborations amongst the community to be able to create sort of that safety net for individuals. so that will be a part of, you know, this expanded resource list to right. then be able to use and to share, to be able to directly link and provide those warm handoffs to those individuals who are, are you know, potentially having trouble or finding barriers and gaps um, in being able to access, you know, the care that they need along that continuum of, of the breast health uh, care. Well, and they need to have that yeah. continuum. Right. And, and I'm, I'm concerned, and I don't maybe Karen, I can put, you know, Sylvia's been talking, you should talk a little. Um, the, the whole state of Colorado, we talked about the fact that okay, you got an office in Colorado Springs that's active here. What about the people that are, we always worry about the health care of rural Colorado, and they, 
don't have access to hardly anything out there. This is good for them as well. Can they reach out and say, hey, I, I need help, and your resource liaison can help them no matter where they live? Absolutely. And that was, again, the goal of uniting in the state of Colorado as a one come in Colorado, because it is for every county that we can touch. Um, it is a resource, and we are looking to expand desperately into those rural counties because yeah. that's where real true need exists. Oh, yeah. They have no they don't know where to go. And if they had that phone number. Three zero three seven four four two zero eight eight extension four zero one. That's the one they should have right by their phone at all times yes. if there's an issue that springs up. And yes. um, it's so nice to know that Coleman is spread out and to make it that easy to get some help. Right now, in the four pillars, I I, I see the word action. Can mm-hmm. Sylvia? Can you address that? What do you mean action? Sure. What does that pillar mean? Sure, sure. So action literally is um, being articulated as um, advocating for research funding and access to affordable, high-quality breast health and cancer care services, also um, providing the public and elected officials with accurate, widely accepted breast cancer information, and um, gathering survivors, those living with metastatic breast cancer, co-survivors and their communities together to honor, support, and celebrate. So we'll be seeing a lot of that action um, here on September 29th at our first inaugural More Than Pink Walk. That's pretty exciting. Yes. Karen, could you give us some more details on the Pink Walk? How different is it? I mean, it's different because well, I've been involved with the race for sure, years. Sure. You know, the, the Coleman race or for the cure. And last year it was a little different because mm-hmm. we were on the Auraria campus and you honored survivors, which right. I thought was just so cool mm-hmm. to see those survivors and their family. And there's not a dry eye, eye in the place. <laughs> And then we shifted over, and we did a kind of a race walk thing, as yeah. we have in the past. But this year is so different. Can yeah. you give us some of the elements of this walk we're going to be doing? Sure. I think um, it is it is a little bit different, but the heart of the matter is that we are there to gather, to celebrate our survivors, remember loved ones lost, and really activate on making sure that all of our participants and supporters know our story. And so it's an interactive experience where we actually have our pillars represented as areas where participants can engage, and it's interactive. And they can learn about the research that we've done. They can understand how we can, how we impact care in our community. And they have an opportunity to say, you know what, I want to do more. I want to be part of the action. And they can literally sign up and say, I want to advocate. I want to volunteer. I want to do more. And there's also, you know, you have so many booths set up for information. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are completely in the dark and what's going on, you can find so much help that day of the Walk for the Pink, or with the Pink. More no, than Pink. More walk. than Pink. i got to get used to that. I'm telling you, I'm a Race for the Cure guy. i got to get that out of my head. So, But there's a lot of information people can pick up on, and not just for the folks that are going through, but how about caregivers? Yes. I mean, there's information there. What do I do? Where do I go? My mother has breast cancer. I'm, I'm in the dark. And you guys really help with that. Yeah. It's all down there. So, Sylvia, talk more about what else is going on. Uh, Absolutely. With, and I should introduce you again. This is Karen Swavert, who's Director of Development. Karen, thanks for coming. Thanks, and Sylvia Kamau, 
Small, Director of Mission Strategy for Please. Coleman, Colorado. Yes. Did I say it right? Come yes, out. you did. I ca- it's, Thank it's, you. It kind of just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Come out. I kind of like that. You know, it's <laughs> good. Well, talk more about what's going on. Okay, Some of the other great. changes. Yes. So we are prepared to launch a new initiative um, that we will be naming after um, one of our dear um, just advocates um, and amazing fundraisers of Susan G. Coleman, Colorado, Diane Lynn Trujillo. Um, She was an ardent supporter of Susan G. Komen, Colorado, and believed in the need to provide direct patient support for individuals living with breast cancer in Colorado. She uh, just lost her fight um, Mm. against um, breast cancer this spring. Um, So we are really excited to be able to honor her legacy by naming this new initiative after her. And so what we're doing is we're in the process of building um, partnerships with community organizations. Um, we will be providing them the uh, Colorado, uh, Coleman, Colorado funding that will be fundraising through, you know, these events and through um, the advocacy that uh, we continue to build in the community. Um, we'll be providing this funding um, for these um, community partnerships. They'll be administering um, programming Um, to specifically support individuals who are actively in breast cancer treatment to do things like provide them with gas cards, help them um, pay for and find transportation, help them make ends meet with their monthly bills, um, you know, be able to provide um, financial support for them to, you know, be able to pay for food, to, you know, help pay for their family's food, things like that to be able to increase their chances of survival. One of these such partnerships that we're currently forging is with an organization called Sense of Security. Um, They offer a wide range of programs and services to meet the needs of those in active breast cancer treatment. So that's one of the really exciting things that we are uh, working on now. And, you know, the, the fundraising at the More Than Pink Walk is so essential to being able to expand our outreach in these ways. What other kind of partnerships do you have? I mean, is it like regular businesses? I mean, our company, obviously, Bonneville, where you're hearing this broadcast, mm-hmm. we're involved, yes, and we absolutely. like being involved. But absolutely. are there other con- like basic companies like McDonald's? You, you reach out to these, these money makers to help you guys? Well, absolutely. So for our More Than Pink Walk, we have our sponsors in um, industry, corporations, media that come out, and um, they have a connection quite often with our mission, and they want to do more and connect with our participants and really show that they're in it. Um, So we we definitely reach out to a wide variety of Good. local industry and corporations, and they come out for us. And those that are listening right now, how would they get involved? I mean, say, hey, that's good for my company. What do I do? Where do I go? Well, um, the best place to go is our website, comencolorado.org. And all that information's there, too. Yep. Yes. And for those that want to uh, participate in the upcoming brand new More Than Pink Walk, is that all on the website, too? All on the website. We have um, easy online registration, comeincolorado.org, uh, where they can register for the walk. They can set up a fundraising page and 
easily link their fundraising to Facebook, which is a great way to reach out to your friends and family that really want to support. Right. It's simple right. to do. So we love it when our our supporters link their fundraising to Facebook. That That's such a... The event and the, the change will be the same, I'm sure. But in the years I did raise for the cure, and they put my partner and I up in a big cherry picker, and we'd look down over those families and companies and mm-hmm. all the same T-shirts and it, the cheering. And, and, yeah, there's some sadness to it. There are tears that are going to be shed, but it's such a positive day. And we're, we're yelling out to the families, and they got the names, and there's yeah. Grandma in a cart, and she's a survivor. And you're going, yeah. this is what it's about. Yeah. This is fantastic, and that's what it's going to be, too, and the date of our big uh, More Than Big Walk. Sunday, September 29th. Yeah, that's ready. At Aurora Campus. But that's coming up pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, it's a great it venue. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a great venue. There's good parking down there and the location for all the, the booths and the survivor honorees, and there's food involved, and then off you go. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool location. I'm going to get back to Sylvia and talk about some of the legislative wins this past season, because that's big. you got to get the government involved to help out the cause, right? So, And that is one of the ways um, in which we are able to carry out our mission. Um, So we are really excited um, in this past uh, legislative session. um, We had um, some really big wins um, with the support of Representative Michelson, Janae, and Buckner, um, House Bill 1301 was passed, and what that does is it eliminates the disparity in coverage between screening mammography and diagnostic imaging um, so that, um, you know, there's coverage for um, sort of that range of um, services. Also, a huge win with House Bill 1302 which reauthorized um, the Breast Cancer and Cervical Cancer Prevention and Treatment Program. So what that does is that it ensures that uninsured and underinsured individuals in Colorado will not be forced to delay or forego treatment. And that is so important. Wow, that's huge. uh, For Komen as we're um, trying to fulfill our bold goal, which is... Um, committing to reduce the current number of breast cancer deaths by 50% by the year 2026. And one of the ways we'll do that is by reaching um, health equity for underserved communities. So it's those those individuals, those communities that, um, you know, maybe are un, uninsured or underinsured and are, are you know, having challenges in um, accessing that breast cancer continuum of care. So these two pieces of legislation help pay for that then? Is that yes. how that works? So yes. if you're, you say, I don't have money for this, well, we got some money for you. Right, exactly. Yeah, and especially with the House Bill 1302, that specifically as it relates to the um, the breast cancer license plates. So it was... I have um, one in my car. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yay, Murphy. Yeah, Murphy. Well, and they yes. do pay extra for that, but yes, it exactly. all goes to Coleman, though. Exactly. So it's a pleasure exactly. to do it. Yes, yeah, so we thank you for that. And, you know, some of the car dealers like AutoNation, that Drive Pink campaign, yes. you see those license plate holders everywhere. Yeah. I think that's been pretty successful. And I think you get some, on a national level, right. probably some benefits out of that, too, that big, yes. that big push by them. Yeah. And congratulations to that. But this legislation is huge. Yes, it's a huge, you know, it's a huge opportunity for us in our mission work to be able to impact um, on a systems level, you know. So 
there's opportunities to impact on a, a local community level and then all the way up to then our, our need to impact on a systems level. So that's that's the way we do it. And, you know, the support of our communities um, here in Colorado all the way up to national is so critical. Oh, it is. Without that support, right. you're, you're just kind of wandering around. Exactly. You get nothing done. You guys have done a good job. Oh, you know, well, it, thanks. We appreciate perfect. your support. <laughs> well, You've exactly, helped us do exactly, a good job. Yes. Well, can't I'm a, do it alone. I'm kind of a big proponent, as you can tell. <laughs> yes, but, we appreciate it. That uh, the, I'm, I'm I'm afraid to say it's just out there. Breast cancer is just always out there. Mm-hmm. It's always top of mind, and people that you never knew would have it, they have it. Yes. Why? Who knows why? Because some of the money research and. Maybe we can talk somebody about how much money you're given to re- basic research mm. to beat the beast, as I always say. Mm-hmm. And you guys are doing a great job with that. Thank you. Well, so we do know that um, $180 million nationally has been invested in 450-plus research grants and 40-plus clinical trials focused on metastatic breast cancer uh, over the years. That's a lot of money. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so important. And we need more. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, of course, That's one, why we fundraise. That's why right. we fundraise. That's why we ask everyone to come out to our events. Yep. Right. Well, it's that's uh, the More Than impact. Pink Walk. It's on September 29th. And once again, Karen, give us, where do we go to get that information? I missed it because I was making eggs this morning. So. <laughs> Um, comeincolorado.org. You can register online for the More Than Pink Walk Sunday, September 29th at Aurora Campus. And um, we are just super excited to see our community come out and support this very important event. And uh, you can also sign up there that day of the you walk. You can. You can. In case they forget. And we all have busy <laughs> lives, but it's going to be upon you before you know it. Can I sign up there at the Aurora Campus? And we can do that. Yeah. And you'll hear my big mouth out there because Yay. I know I'm uh, going to be involved making announcements. And I don't know. I, I just go out there and go, can you go over there and talk? And you can go over there. I go, sure. Where do you want me to go? Great. And it's all for the cause. Yes. Well, I appreciate you both coming in, Karen and Sylvia. We appreciate it. And continued uh, great work with Coleman, Colorado. I know you're both kind of new to this. And you did very well today. Well, thanks. You know? We're passionate thanks. about Absolutely. the cause. So and um you know, we just appreciate your support so much, Murphy. Well, I'm there for you, and I'll be there on the 29th for you as well of September. And we hope you all are out there. Thanks again for coming in today. And I'm Murphy Houston. That's Mile High Magazine. And we'll talk to you again next Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.